Everyone, welcome to another enlightening episode of Humanity Africa with yours truly. On today's program, we'll delve into the stories that resonate with the strength and resilience of African women and girls. In this episode, we embark on a powerful exploration of the topic female children carrying family legacies. And we have a remarkable guest with us today, Naya Kalu. She's the chairman of Son Newspaper. At the age of 33, Ne has stepped into the role of chairman of Sun Newspapers, inheriting the formidable legacy of her renowned father, Chief Uzo Kalu, a distinguished Nigerian politician and businessman. We will unravel the layers of Ne's journey, discussing the challenges, triumphs, and the profound impact of women taking charge in preserving and transforming family legacies. This conversation is not just about business, but a celebration of empowerment, cultural heritage, and the inspiring spirit of the African woman. Naya, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. Did I leave out anything in your introduction? Because I feel like there are so many other hats you wear that I haven't amplified here. So go ahead, toot your own horn, tell us. <laughs> <laughs> um, oof, where do I begin? I mean, first of all, I think my my real job and up until now i always say to people is i'm my father's pa first before anything else i mean um i do wear many hats and i do head a lot of his businesses and the family businesses and i'm really in charge of maybe 90 percent of things that he he has built for himself um the sun being the most pronounced i guess everything else is kind of um quiet but um yeah i think it's unusual for a female especially in this part of the world to be in such a position and i don't take it for granted i do get tongues wagging i do get necks turning but i think it's all part of part of the journey hmm. and delving more into how that trust was built right as you said since you were a child he's taking you under his wings as this is my first daughter, this is my first child, you know, come with me to work, watch how this is done. How did, how did that trust play out over the years? Were there times where you felt like, okay, um, I have to do this excellently or else I'll disappoint daddy. Like I have to, was, how was that pressure on you? You know what's so funny? I think that the trust really from him came more for, and it might sound very funny, but I think it came more from him because I wasn't so interested. Mm -hmm. I would always be around, mm -hmm. but because I wasn't interested, I think that also kind of drove him to, you know, shake me up a little bit mm -hmm. and want me to want this for yeah. myself. But in terms of trust, I think my rebellion mm -hmm. was what kind of enticed him a little bit. I wasn't eager to let me see, let me earn, let me get, let me, I wasn't eager to, mm -hmm. to do anything. In fact, for the longest time I was working in the bank, I was mm -hmm. working for other people. And, you know, in between me trying to decide what I wanted to do with myself, I would always go back to the drawing board and the drawing board is, you know, our family businesses, but I would always go back and, you know, 
quit and come back and you know and finally I just said to myself what, what am I doing mm -hmm. I enjoy not only the opportunity to prove people wrong but I truly enjoy taking care of what has been years and generations of building mm. and um, growing so if if I'm the best person for the job then why not mm. that is so interesting because when I speak to a lot of children who have um, such a vast and diverse legacy bequeathed to them they always feel so much pressure like, I don't want to disappoint. Like, my father handed this to me. I'm meant to hand it over to my kids. I'm, like, the entire estate is on the palm of my hands. Like, there's so much pressure from them. But in your case, you're, like, disinterested. Absolutely. You're like, you guys can, you know, Absolutely. like, leave me alone. And Absolutely. that was what made your dad eager to give it to you. And you have a brother, yes. right? And you have... So, as a woman, like, how did that play <laughs> out? Because African tradition, for all those who are listening, usually it's the first son that gets everything. Absolutely. The entire legacy is bequeathed to the first Absolutely. son. So, in your situation how did that play I out i mean unfortunately for me my brother is not interested at all wow. and i think even if he were to be interested i don't think that my dad would have done it any other way for him and for an Igbo man as well daughters are very important to him the woman race is very important to him and um, I think that is exemplary in me, you know. Um, there were a lot of talks, a lot of, you know, why would you put your daughter in charge? Why would your daughter do this? And he's like, what is the difference between my daughter and my son? They both have one head. They both have two arms. They both have two legs. What is the special thing between the boy and the girl? And, um, you know, for me... It gave me the confidence that I needed. I'm not going to lie because, of course, you deal with imposter syndrome and all this time I'm doubting myself like, okay, mm -hmm. why can't my brother be the one doing it? Why should I be doing it? Why do I have to prove 10 times, you know, more than my male counterparts that I am worthy of, of this? But honestly speaking, Osasu, I don't think that he would have done it any other way. Um, you know, even if my brother was interested, I don't think so. Even though he has empowered me, I, I still feel like I see in his face sometimes like, look at this girl, you know, mm. but he can't say it because you created the girl that is now, exactly, exactly. <laughs> that is now the monster, um, in a good way. But yeah. Wow. That's amazing. And that actually leads me directly to my second question, because in a society where gender roles can be so restrictive, you know, how important is it for young girls like yourself to be empowered and take charge of family businesses? You know, for me, I always marvel at the inability to find something good or something positive out of one's female child. So because, again, you're a female, you come second to your male, either brothers, male, whatever, in your family. And... I always believe that, you know, females are a gift from God and not to tap into that blessing is just bewildering to me. You know what I mean? Um, there's a delicacy with which we handle things. You know, there's a certain sanity with which we go about things. So not to encourage leadership in your daughter, in your wife, in your whoever is bizarre to me, mm. you know? Um, 
but that's that's what the tradition has been anyway in in most parts of Africa, especially in Nigeria. It's always male, male, male. Mm -hmm. um, I guess in fear that the daughter marries off, she doesn't have your name. There's no one to carry your your legacy. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, there are some narratives that we try to correct. Mm -hmm. I'm pushing my father's legacy. Um, and I'm a woman doing it. So why are you not enabling, you know, females in your in your family or females that you know to be in more positions of leadership? Yeah. So what have you done since you occupy such a significant leadership position? What have you done to bring more women up? Um, I've really tried to bring in a lot of females. Now, the thing about media and journalism, and I think that you know, you're probably one in the few in Nigeria. You know, it's very hard to see women who are dedicated to the profession. So I can't just bring in anyone. I have to bring in someone that wants to do the job, you know, that is passionate about doing the job. Um, and that's very hard to see, you know. Um, and I don't blame them, you know. The money that we're making from newspaper isn't what it used to be. So what is the incentive bringing this person on? But in terms of management roles, I have been able to switch some things around. And this is not even in the media sector, in the hospitality, the real estate, in everything that I'm, I'm heading. I've tried to bring in a lot of females to fill in those gaps for me um, and for me to see some sort of change within my own bureaucracy. I can't say that, oh, I'm so, you know, pro-woman and there's nobody around me that is, you know, reflective of that yeah. vision. So um, it's tough. It's tough finding people that want to be in the media space. I mean, as you might know, yeah. before you even try to disseminate anything, the blogs, everybody, so it's easier to do it from your phone than to actually come in and physically, you know, fight the good fight for for lack of a better word, but mm. um, I've, I've tried my best in empowering young, especially young women. And in the instances where I'm unable to find young women, empowering youth, mm. for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. so important. Yeah. I tell people all the time, it's not quite enough to just champion women and youth empowerment. We actually have to start to increase and nurture our Absolutely. capacity. Absolutely. So when these opportunities present themselves, Absolutely. you have capable Absolutely. women and youths to occupy this Absolutely. position. Because we can burn bras and <laughs> sing songs from now till the so, kingdom yeah. come. But if you do not have the capacity, no one is going to hire you just because you're Absolutely. female or just because you're a youth over someone who has more competence right. than you do. So it's truth. very important to be able to horn and harness those skills Absolutely. that we have so we can stand out. Absolutely. I personally see myself and say, okay, I have to be 10 times better than my male counterpart. Um, but talk to me about some of the deeply rooted traditions that you um, noticed once you were able to take these positions of leadership, have you been able to embrace and modernize the legacy uh, while respecting its cultural essence? Mm, before I came into, and I'm assuming that you're speaking about the sun. The sun, yes. Before I came into the sun, I 
the sun is usually referred to informally as the voice of the East, mm. um, you know, because we do shine quite some light on what is going on, on in the East. And for those listening who are not familiar with the terminologies, I am from the Igbo part of, of Nigeria. So we do refer to ourselves as the Easterners. So this is the East. Um, so, yeah, we, we are referred to as the voice of the Igbos, you know, and that is something that I'm proud of. Okay, I'm true Igbo through and through. However, I would like to, if not globally, at least switch that, you know, persona of being the voice of the East to, you know, being recognized in the continent of Africa you know, push that a little forward so we leave the shores of Nigeria. Mm. Um, we, we, as a team, I think as I stepped on board, we sort of realized the importance of modernization, like you said. That's very commendable. That's mm -hmm. very commendable. And I'm sure doing this is such a Heavy burden, it is. a huge task, it is. Uh, fighting the old structure, Absolutely. <laughs> trying it to create is. a new one. So talk to me about your support system. It's mm. very critical to have such a strong support system yes. while navigating such a role. Uh, so can you share the role of your family, your mm -hmm. mentors, the role that they play um, in your journey and how can other young women cultivate such support? You know what, Asasu, for the very, for the longest time, I always used to be of this mentality. I don't like to bother people with my problems. I've always been, I will deal with it myself. I'll do a little cry in the shower. I'll scream into my pillow and sort it out. But over the years, I've really found that you need to find your community. It is so important. So important. It is so important yeah. to just be able to be yourself and to just release whatever it is you need to, yeah. so you don't lose your mind, mm -hmm. you know? And um, one thing I would really say to people listening is to be patient with such community. In my community, I have people doing different things. My friend, for example, that is a hair vendor is not going to understand what it means for me to run a family business. She mm. has no inclination of the pressures that I'm under. So when I'm speaking to her, I have to also, you know, extend grace to her that she might not necessarily understand where it is I'm coming from, but, you know, here we are. Um, in mentors, I always say it's so important. And I know that there's this notion that, you know, women are against women. And, you know, most times it is true. But once you find your person, cling on because they have done it before you they understand you know the hills the valleys the pits they understand everything um you're not in competition with your mentor i think a lot of people get lost in translation mm -hmm. oh now i'm so close to said person i can do no that's not how it works the respect and the boundaries still need to be there must oh my god say that again <laughs> say it again for the people at the back <laughs> so i think people get lost in translation with that my family have been very instrumental, especially my siblings, um, because I think I'm doing them a favor, to be honest. So of course, they're going to be a solid support system, um, my friends especially. And it's just good to have, and indirectly, actually, my son. He mm. doesn't know what he does for me mm. when I come home from a long day of maybe lawsuits because 
the newspaper has gone and said something that is true mm -hmm. about somebody that needs to be held accountable. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm getting threats. So coming home to my son and just seeing him and in all his innocence and his purity, you know, that in itself is support to me because mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, if the world was burning, here it is, yeah. you know, this is who I am building this legacy mm. for. But something sort of resonated with me on December 31st. And that is, and I say this because I mentioned trusting. Before I always used to be about trust must be earned. But I don't know what shifted on that day for me. And now I'm of the opinion that trust must be lost. Hmm. Meaning that I will give you the opportunity, hmm. you know, if I come to your side to look at what's happened to me, yada, 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 this is what I'm dealing with. I'm bringing Osasu in. And then Osasu is like, oh, look at this one, can't even take care of her business and blah, blah, blah. The trust is lost. Mm. So instead of guarding yourself and like, mm. oh, okay, I'm not trusting anybody. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no. Be vulnerable. Be vulnerable. Mm. So that trust is lost. That's powerful. So Ooh, that's a takeaway. I hope everyone listening can actually imbibe and implement that. That's huge. Because I feel like as adults, I remember a friend of mine sent me such a powerful long essay and she just talked about how um difficult it is to find good friends in your adulthood but you know she's so happy that she didn't buy into that analogy because she found me and she right. believes that i brought her closer to christ right. and she truly treasures our friendship shout out to sarah i love you but you know she truly treasures our friendship and all of that and i'm like wow why is it that adults we get to a setting stage in our lives where we're like we don't trust anybody Anyone. everybody day or day i don't want new friends <laughs> even drake sang it no new friends no new friends you know so it's like we all i think our guards are up 24-7. And even when there's genuine love, you know, from people who just You're want like, to really be our friends, here? want to be there, we're like, no, you must no, have an ulterior motive, you know? So I love that. I love that um, theory. Lost, like, yeah. rather give the trust and let the person give you an opportunity to lose it right. or to maintain it. Right. Rather than saying, oh, you must earn it from the... How are they going to earn it from outside of the playing ground or outside of the field? You know? I mean, I say that, but I'm still like... No, I it's still a work have in progress. my four friends. I know, I know, but it's a, it's, it's work in progress, yeah, right? Absolutely. But now that you understand it up absolutely. here, I think it's going to trickle down absolutely. into like the manifestation and implementation absolutely. stage. And I think that's what a lot of people need to learn absolutely. as well. When people bring you in, there's a certain level of trust that they've reposed in you that you must fight to maintain, right? Because the moment that trust is breached, as Naya said, then it's bye bye, right? Absolutely. No more mentorship. None of that. And the, re and the moment they also realize that you've lost respect for them, bye-bye to as well. So you must bring wisdom into these, you know, um, spaces where someone has invited you in to, to come and learn, you know, at their feet. So those were very powerful nuggets that you shared, Naya. Um, as we're dwindling down, you know, our interview, I want to talk about the role of education. You were right, actually. We've known each other for... 18 years this year. Right. We graduated 2000. I graduated 2009, but we I got to tilt in 2006. There we go. Exactly. So My that math means was mathing. your math was mathing. <laughs> Even though your brain is tired, your math is still mathing. <laughs> so talk to me about the role of education um, in 
empowering young women, especially to become successful and to become global leaders um, in their various industries. I'm not going to downplay my educational background. I'm not going to do that because I think that that has helped me, especially when it comes to innovation um, and, you know, implementing powerful structures that are helpful now in in the various businesses that I, I manage. Um, but I don't know. I'm also from the school of thought that, yes, education is important, but then, you know, life experiences are equally as important. You know what I mean? A lot of things that I'm doing now, I didn't learn in school, mm. you know, one plus one is two, but in the real world, sometimes it's 11. Mm. You know what I mean? So when life throws all these things at you, you're then like, okay, I went to school. I'm a lawyer. Um, I mastered in finance, worked in the bank, but now I'm in charge of a newspaper. <laughs> you know what I mean? So <laughs> um, to tie that into education, I don't know. And I'm sorry if I'm not really giving the right responses to anyone listening to this because I know somebody out there is like, okay, I've studied all these things. But what then do I do with my life? <laughs> here I am, cakes by. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I don't. I don't know if education has a big role to play sometimes. Like, mm. it is important to educate yourself. It is important to reach at least university level or something. But I, I give credit to, to my schooling and the gifts that it has brought to me. But with the way the world is going, I don't know if it really ties into the day-to-day -day affairs. Yeah. A lot of the billionaires did not finish school. Mm. A lot of them are dropouts. So I don't know how the equation, you know, is is meshing together. Mm. And go to school, though. <laughs> don't say mad and not tell I know. <laughs> Go to school, though. But honestly, also, if I'm being honest, yeah. I don't know that that has anything to do with where I'm at. I completely do you understand know where, I'm going? where you're coming from. As I think what... Is holding you back from even telling people that school is kind of important. Is the African in you? Do you understand the, what I yes, mean? Yes, because the African in you is like, hey, hey, <laughs> bad as bad. You have that degree <laughs> to fall back on. So if you don't go now, you mess up your own. But I feel what you're saying. I completely understand. Like we see tech and innovation now on a completely different level. YouTubers are making billions there are seven-year-olds that are billionaires Bil I'm, hold on, I'm talking even, about billion that's with a b and in dollars okay yes billionaires in dollars and they're not even in elementary school thank this you <laughs> most of them are either being homeschooled yeah. and stuff so like as you said like education paid played such a key Absolutely. role in our upbringing with you know really solidifying our foundation to um Give us, for me, the reason I would advocate getting a structural education going into the system is that it really exposes you to a diverse group of people, um, a diverse set of thinking. And if you go to the right schools, like tilting, mm -hmm. it teaches you that education is not learned just in the classroom. Absolutely. is learned via theater, is learned 
on their soccer right. field. It's lent on the basketball court. Right. It's lent um, during wrestling. During, right. So it teaches you that education is holistic. Right. It's not just about what you learn in the classroom. Right. So I would advocate for school systems right. like that. But unfortunately, what we have in this part of Africa is just a bunch of kids in classrooms cramming textbook theories and regurgitating that during examination. You must have diverse skill sets that will not be taught only to you in the classroom, but also through socializing with your counterparts, um, going on YouTube, researching. researching. You guys are hearing all AI, AI now. Research what AI is. See how you plug in with your business. You know, as the chairman saw newspaper, I'm sure there are many tech and innovation that you've had to implement to make sure that your paper survives. So talk to me more about that. Listen, the 21st century has just blown its way into oblivion. Like we are, every day we're waking up, there's something new, there's something that we need to catch up on, there's something that we need to educate ourselves on, there's something that we need to to be doing to be, you know, ahead with the times, changing with the times, you know, and... For the last six months or so, we've really been gearing towards more tech, less print, more tech, less print, more online presence, more, um, you know, social media, social media, paperless, everything gearing away from printing. So, you know, to be with the times is important to change with the times is important to be innovative is so important because you are just going to get lost in what's going on and get left behind you get left behind and by the time you know it you know cars are flying in the sky people are you know way ahead and you're sitting there wondering where time 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 went but Mm. and i know that nigeria has if not the most brilliant people on the face of the, I I personally believe yeah. Nigerians are the smartest yeah. in the world. I'm not even joking. Yeah. So how are we producing all this talent, mm. but then not able to utilize them absolutely. in productive ways? Nothing. And even if you look at our macroeconomics, the fact that we still import most of the things that get, we survive on goes to show you that. There's there's a lacuna. There's a huge gap that needs we to be filled. We are importing rice, darling. We're importing toothpick. <laughs> I think this is, please. We need to. So that's why we're saying that the theory cannot Absolutely. education as a theory cannot be. It's not sustainable. Right. No economy can thrive based off of, of students who just learn theory. what's in the textbook. Absolutely. No. We need more practical, practical. situations, real-life situations that, that you know enable and, and shape the minds Absolutely. of our students. It's very, very important. Absolutely. But as we wrap up now, final mm. question. For mm. those who are listening that want to go into family business, and it's so funny that our lives took two completely different mm. turns. You ended up working for family. I ended up running away from family running. business. <laughs> Literally dusting my shoe <laughs> and like, don't get me involved. <laughs> um, so... Tell me, for those who are interested in working uh, for family business, especially the women, mm. but they don't have the privilege of being fathered by an Oju Zokalu mm. who sees the girl child right. as important and right. as valuable as the right. boy child. Right. What, success, what advice would you give them? 
I think the number one advice would be to understand your terrain. If there's a crack that you can wiggle your way through and prove yourself, take it. If it's too hostile, leave it because nothing is worth the stress. Nothing is worth, you know, um, the hostility that would come from family members not seeing your value. You need to be able to see your value. If there's a little way that you can and you can implement some things around for them to see and for them to hear you out, then sure. If not, then not everybody needs to be in the family business. Everybody can take your route and do complete something completely opposite. So even in family business, you're going to still have the naysayers. And in the real world, you're also going to have the naysayers. No matter how you see it, 10 times out of 10, the odds are always against us women. So even in my family business, I still have to work 10 times harder because I don't ever, and that's slight pressure, ever want my father to be like, oh, if I had if only I had hired the brother, if mm. only I had, you know what I mean? Yeah. And maybe other family members like, oh, it's because she's a girl. Oh, it's because she got pregnant. Oh, it's because, no. Be gentle with yourself. If you can, can. If you cannot, just leave it alone completely. Mm. Um, and for those listening and sitting and thinking, oh, but it's because you're privileged, that's why you can say this. No, I earned the position. It wasn't something that was given to me. You know what I mean? Um, my drive, my tenacity, my inability to hear no, I think also played a part in that. And, you know, I'm not my father's only child. He could have given it to anyone. He could have given it to really anyone. Um, so if you are in, 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 in a position where you can fight or you can, you know, drive your way forward to another thing, then please either go which way. It's not one shoe fits all. Mm, that's absolutely beautiful. Mm -hmm. And um, to reiterate the advice that you had given and I had spoken on earlier is to build your competence absolutely. and your capacity. Ensure that you're going in there demanding what you rightfully have the competence Absolutely. to execute. Absolutely. So as we said earlier, the skills that you learned in leadership, Absolutely. even at a young age, Absolutely. at just 16 and 15, are playing out till this very right. day, right? So it's about continuously harnessing those skills, mm. you know, evolving them and ensuring that you are keeping up to right. the times. And once you are placing a demand to be seen and to be heard and to be giving a position um, where you will some authority. You're going there not just because you're at the rightful heir or one of the heir options, but you're going there because you are the most competent Absolutely. to be able to stand and to uh, be in that role. I remember just quickly before we um, wrap up, I remember coming into the bank I was working for. I'm not going to say... I hate Google because you can find everything there. easily, <laughs> but I won't say which, um, I started the role, um, and I was working in HR because I had some, some knowledge background about HR and they needed somebody to help the then head of department with HR. I come into the bank and I noticed that we don't have any payment slips. So I'm like, you know, you know, I tell the head and I'm like, why don't we have any payment slips? Why are there, you know, people are getting paid salary and we're not tracking, we're not keeping, what's going on? And he's like, oh, you know, that's just how it is here. And I bypassed him and I went to the MD. And 
in that moment, I regretted it because I thought, hmm, if it were the head of department coming to you, would you have been this way? So what had happened was he then said, okay, if you want payments, then you generate it yourself. I was like, I have, I have no clue how to generate payments. I'm just bringing something on board. This was at 2 p.m. Osasu, I left the bank that day at 1 a.m. And he said, I don't want you to leave the Ooh. premise. Absolutely. I don't want you to leave the premises until you do it. Now, I say this to say what you were just saying, to just piggyback off of what you were just saying about willing the authority, bringing it back to yourself. I made an innocent observation. I paid the ultimate price for it. My boss was not able to do it, didn't even cite it upon, you know, until I came into the bank. And after that day, I became my boss's enemy, mm. you know? So, yeah, it's, that's why I said understand your terrain. Yeah. If it's a battle, you can battle, battle it. Mm -hmm. If And I was ready to do it because mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, so of what use are you then? You're earning more than me. I'm doing all the work. You have no clue mm -hmm. of what is happening here. So understand your terrain yeah pick your battles that is so powerful okay so we always sign out with a tradition um the last guest left you a word of encouragement and you are going to read that well to yourself privately okay. then you are going to write a word of encouragement to the, to the next, next guest person. uh the next woman sitting down here just a word of inspiration to uh, put a little pep in her step so thank you, Nea Kalu, for joining us on this episode of Humanity Africa. Thank to our you. listeners, follow us on social media. What's your handle? Your official This is handle. so embarrassing. You don't have social media? No. Oh, my God. EA. Hi, EA is here with us. You have something to say. Talk. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. LinkedIn. Follow her on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> wow. If you have a job for now, follow her on LinkedIn. <laughs> um, okay. While she's working on her social media, um, follow Womanity Africa on Instagram. That's Womanity Africa on Instagram. And for me, Osasu Igbenadion Oguche on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I'll see you. Um, it's now X. What? It's now X. Oh, I'm sorry. And follow us At least X. I know that. <laughs> well, you don't have an X page. <laughs> oh, my God. We'll see you on the first of next month. All right. Take very good care of yourself and God bless you.